Let me clear my throat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kingsley is letting his dogs out in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 174 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, sometimes interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And we are here recording, is a Sunday night for us, but it doesn't matter. Uh, for those on the live show, it does matter because you are seeing this and hearing this right now. What is new? My body aches from working these 10 hour days. That's what's new. Uh, tell me about your work schedule, Sin. I feel like I should know. That I know that you work on weekends, which is fairly new for you, but do you also work every other day of the week, or hopefully you still have some days off, or what's your well, schedule Well, I was like? working five days, working closer to home. Now I'm working further from home, but it's supposed to go to a four-day work week, so four tens. Um, but always weekend is like two of them, or...? Yeah, so Fridays and Saturdays, pretty consistent. Um, it'll be basically alternating Sundays. So as soon as I take over doing my own schedule, that's kind of how the rhythm will be. And usually yeah. uh, Mondays is uh, as a for sure. So Mondays are for sure, Friday, Saturday for sure, but not Sunday, huh? Right. It's uh, the alternating Sundays, the days I, I work Sundays, I'll be off Tuesday, and I'll work Tuesday and be off that, that Sunday. So it'll be a kind of like a rotating, like an every other week schedule is kind of how I'm hoping to set it up. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm kind of starting my tens rotation starting really this last week is kind of where I've been starting getting into the rhythm of the tens, the 10 hour shifts or 10 hour days. Mm. Gotcha. But yeah. Gotcha. And Des, what's new with you? Not a lot. Still kind of the same old. I worked a Saturday for the first time in a while. So that happened. I mean, uh, I remember hearing other Saturdays where you've worked. Remind me, I, I think one time it at least was like a shorter schedule or a half day or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. That was uh, a yeah. inventory. So it was, yeah, it was, that was literally nothing. And <laughs> I'll just say our, our inventory system is a joke but oh well <laughs> it was free it was a free four, like three four hours so yeah yeah right on okay well and kingsley don't forget yes. i beat you up last week what's new with you yeah nothing <laughs> lies uh i mean i i was doing um some short very short, nothing to complain about, but uh, annoying jobs yesterday. People that aren't supposed to be calling on the weekends. But I let Whoa. them take advantage of me anyways and answer questions sometimes. <laughs> I want to present good customer service, you know. 
<laughs> Even though I I have, you know, things that say, you know, don't expect, you know, in normal working hours, a Monday through Friday, nine to five uh, may not be available on the weekend. And and actually, to be honest, people don't really take advantage of me too much. But um, if it's a good customer and it's a quick question here and there, I'll never squawk over that, of course. Nice. Of course, right? I mean, come on. I'm not going to be like mean about it, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's only annoying when it's like the person who you don't have a good relationship with yet. And then for some reason they don't understand the rules and they're like, "Wow, I have an emergency and how come you're not available two seconds when I call you on Saturday morning <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> right. right. Must be the new, uh, customer who paid for your MacBook. No. <laughs> you remember that part, huh? Yes. So, yeah, if if you look at it that way, and I know like all things, I know it's it's funny when when people talk about money, like you could say like you can line item things or you can have things just go in a big pot, but in essence, in my mind, the customer that paid for my MacBook, no, he's a nice older gentleman um that's not needy at all. <laughs> and so if I would uh, I would drop, you know, obviously moments notice to help answer his questions but uh no usually usually his questions are like um i got this email that says uh you should sign up for sophos antivirus i'm like no 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 it's probably a phishing thing i already have you i'm checking your computer anyways through malwarebytes automatically you can ignore all that stuff and then the nice guy may forget that and then ask me again the next week (laughs) I do a lot more than that, obviously helping him out. But uh, right. like, I update his computers in the background and and do certain things. But uh, really, his main peace of mind is just asking questions. You know, having having a personal consultant that can, you know, answer questions whenever he needs. So, solid, fair. Yep, it's like us when people have questions in the Discord about Destiny, we can answer questions for them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Welcome to the TGH Consulting the, Service. The Guardian Hub podcast and consulting service where we can, uh, I mean, we can't promise we'll get you trials carries. Uh, we can't promise we'll get a raid done on the first try or this or that, but we, we do like to play the game. <laughs> we may promise trials, just not carries. Mm. <laughs> but hey, I've, I mean, there's been good, there's been good people too, like uh, Lumina and soccer and people like that in the Discord that I played trials with before and had great success. Oh, did okay. So let's talk about what we've been doing in the game, if anything. And I think this was the last week. This last week for me, I'll go. I'll go first, since then I usually don't. <laughs> at least I try not to. Sometimes I'm sure I do, but um, I'll allow it. Uh, trials. I hopped in once per the whole season <laughs> to get um, uh, for two reasons because uh, I wanted to get the. Um, solstice there was a you know a, a triumph for it and then also wait was there no what was it oh it was, Seasonal wait, challenge. It was. yeah no trials was too it was for the gilding it was for the um you know wear your your armor in trials or raid or high, some high-end activity and i had heard from mr monkey that you only have to win three rounds of trials for that to count sure enough that's true so i'm like okay i can win three rounds of trials that won't be too bad and it was going so well even on PC, like I just guess I got matched into good teams. Um, you know, I won 
ultimately five or six cards. I thought there was even a chance we may go flawless, or I may go flawless, but didn't, of course. But uh, I easily got my 20 wins also nice. for the seasonal challenge. And all within just a one-time, one-day, couple-hour session, you know? Nice. So, yeah, that was nice. It's, it actually reminds me of uh, the one time I actually did go flawless and do one. Um, okay, to be fair, it wasn't one time because I, I had gotten carried before. I actually sought out a carry because back in D1, there was Grimoire tied uh, to uh, going flawless. So being the Grimoire score horror that I was, I went for it. Um, yeah. And then just like getting into podcasting and interviewing streamers and stuff that did carries. And like having a good time with them, popping into their chat and going flawless. But no, there was actually one time and we were able to entirely, it was like a friend I hadn't talked to in a while. We were getting like connecting again and just decided to do trials and like went flawless without even, that wasn't even the goal. We were just screwing around trials. And that's always the best, right? Because then you're not right. even expecting or stressed about it. <laughs> the only time you get stressed is like, oh, wow, that was our sixth win, and we still haven't lost yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then anyone's going to get stressed. <laughs> well, I mean, I think after that, we did lose one, but then we won the seventh one, and we had a mercy anyway. Uh, so we went wow. lost, So, yeah. Down to the line. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Like, like it was funny because yeah, there's there's that little pressure on that sixth win, but then of course the loss kind of helps alleviate that pressure because then you're like, ah, eh, whatever, you know, it's probably not going to happen. Then you end up winning again anyway, so it's an entire roller coaster and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, in my experience, I, and I wrote in the Discord, but I have a little minor Kingsley complaint. Um, I'm not a good PvP player, but when he, I can even see stupid shit like this happening of uh people trying to do hero moments too often and yeah. this was the last match make it or break it and we were ahead most of the card most of the uh game and um some people were just playing a little sloppier i could have even been included in that but as long as we were teaming up together we were doing pretty well and there's a couple times where only one of us would maybe go down at a time but then other people would just not get revives and then <sighs> trying to do hero moments, you know, they they'll they'll see like there's two up on our side. They only have one up on the other team, but your teammates right next to you, oh, let's still not revive them. Let's just go for it cuz we'll always win a 2v1 no matter what, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was right there. The guy was like strafing next to me left and right and no one was on my ghost he could have safely revived me and yep. the other guys were and i know we didn't have communication maybe he was still scared about it i don't get it because there was plenty of time there was no one around the guy was a better player than me but not good enough to realize that you should still go for a revive because no one from the opposite team was there and why not <laughs> So anyways, yeah. we ended up winning the whole card or losing the whole card because um, or the whole match because um, uh, he did not revive me and then that went from a 2v1 down to a 1v1 and then 
the guy died. <laughs> yeah, he, I'm like pretty it. sure if I was alive too with the three v one, we want you. Even though I'm not the best player, we've had a much better chance of winning that. Power and numbers. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like uh, that's basically like trials one hundred and one is just all. No matter how good you are, no matter how much you have it, unless they're like directly shooting at you, always go for the revive. I know. Uh, good old, good old hero moment, moment stories. Yep. You hear about the good ones, but then there's these. It's like, <laughs> and see where it got us. <laughs> <laughs> I have another grumble story I might say for another week, but some LFG experiences that I had recently. <laughs> Uh, I think I saw you post yeah, about something. something in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that when we can have Titans only. Titans only? What? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's part of it, but there's even there's even more there's even more to that full story. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's bad because what you said was bad. No, oh, my god. Yeah, well, anyway. there, there was the initial <laughs> thing, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's 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 uh, that's gonna be a good one. Um, Sen, you played any Destiny this week? Yeah, uh, played way too long with you and a few people. Friday night, Master Vog and all the challenges. That was an experience, but we ended up getting it done. Definitely, the hardest part of that raid is trying to go for the challenges. Uh, with it being on the rotator week, this. Uh, past week now by the time anybody listens to this recorded version of the podcast um some of those are, are pretty interesting um i think well where did we struggle the most was probably gatekeeper and Which just trying to get a yeah just trying to yeah. get a rhythm down there and um i think we had a few wipes on atheon as well just getting the rhythm down there as well but we ended up doing it and uh a few of us that were just waiting on a few challenges there got the title. I know I got it. Um, can't remember. I think you needed a few more, which is why you're doing the LFG. Yeah, Kato got it, and uh, Zebrak got it. Yep, perfect. So that was a pretty neat experience. One of the latest I've stayed up gaming in a while. And other than we had that, you up late, and you were wah, but we got it done. Yeah, I think. Did I raid the uh, following night? Uh, DSE, a quickie. I did a one, what do you call that? One level on Atrax. So we yeah. didn't even go I, to the bottom level, which was I don't kind know of what it's called. Sometimes I'll say like one clip, but it's like one part of each phase. You know what I mean? Like you can do a whole round, you can do up and down. So you can do like four times. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I call it a one floor, top yeah, floor, floor. Yeah. So that was in, that was definitely interesting. Other than that, not much else. Uh, just some other piddly stuff in game. Oh, and I don't know if I talked about it last week. Maybe it was this week. Solo Shattered Throne. I finally got that done. Nice. My first solo dungeon. Probably the easiest dungeons out of them all to solo. So, but still happy either way. I got it done. Des, what about you, sir? Sadly, going to be a negative, but things are looking up. So, soon.tm. Um, though I will take the opportunity to go ahead and go into my dreadful news. 
which by the which, way is going to be a surprise for all of us because uh, you wouldn't even tell us ahead of time. No, no, I decided to let this one like all reactions are live and pure. Um, and I'll go into like the whys a little later, but uh, but yeah, I will. Uh, God, how long has it been? The game has been out for near like seven-ish years. So for six years, I've been upkeeping and maintaining my spreadsheet. Um, but that's over now. I will not actually be going forward with the Vestas Index any longer. Well, I, I imagine there's good reasons. I don't know if you want to get into that or not. You said maybe later. Uh, it's 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 in the twelve, so we'll cover it. Oh, it's in the twelve. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's no, yeah. Well, yeah. Part of the re- the primary reason I'm stopping is in the twelve. It's nothing bad. It's I'm not even like really tired of doing it. It's just I'll, I'll get into it when I hit that part of the twelve. <laughs> yeah, I heard enough. So it's nothing bad, but it's definitely it's definitely yeah. It's a decision that I, I've I've come to, and yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm not going to be any less knowledgeable about things. It's just I'm not going to be maintaining that spreadsheet anymore. Well, it happens. Which is weird. Yeah, because that, like I said, that was six years of my life, man. <sighs> yeah, way way more informative and and a great up to date thing than what I'm going to say here. But in a small, similar ish level, I was a guest on Two Titans and Hunter podcast last week. Uh, Gator was on that too. And the reason why I bring that up is they reminded me at the end that I was supposed to be keeping track of the <laughs> history spreadsheet. <laughs> and I'd been slacking on that Oops. for a while myself. <laughs> Double so oof. should I use this opportunity to announce I'm not going to do that anymore? <laughs> I, mean, no, I'm not I'm no. <laughs> I, I may it's give fair. it one last. I'm going to see on the new season. I may give it one last try, but boy, Des, you have me tempted to say the same news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, thank you, Hazel, in our live chat. Love you too. Main it. Love your face. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, uh, no, thanks. Every, we have a lot of people in the live chat. And while you were saying that, Des, too, I'm like trying to get caught up with all the comments. I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. I do want to talk right. some TV stuff. Sorry. I don't want to take anything away. Okay. I was, trying um, to think, I was trying to think a uh, comment there as he was saying that because somebody said it's the Westworld is season finale. I think it was RNG, like right at the beginning. He said he paused it. And I was like, I guess uh, it's not, not funny now or not uh, in the moment now, but um, just like Westworld coming in, and I guess some other good things got to come to an end or something to that effect. But I didn't. I, I don't know. Well, I I'm, I do. I'm confused because I don't know the timing of the chat <laughs> compared to what we were all saying. Kato, <laughs> don't, don't be salty. You're there. You're fantastic. Love you too. And Rodimus and uh, I guess Gator. I <laughs> guess Gator. <laughs> Did you even mention Hazel? He's in the chat. Just the Hazel was the first person to mention. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained right now. All right, just just pull up, just pull a, a gatter and 
Ignore the chat. Yeah, but this is RNG Gator covered. in the chat. I know. I'm just saying because Gatter, when he records, he uh, ignores the chat. Ah, gotcha. Yep. Uh, yeah, Sin, there are other rates too. We're all over the place. Okay, but we will get back to that news, like Des said, um, Twab. Um, yeah, yeah. But have you there's, done anything in the game yourself, Des? You said not really, right? No, no, not yet. Uh, we're still, like I said, I'll get there soon, TM. Um, it's okay, cool. You know, it's it's work. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes you just gotta sacrifice and put out the thing. You know, it's the shtick. I'll be back. It's no worries. Yeah. Well, RNG, I guess you could say uh, one reason why we forgot to mention you is because uh, we raid so much. We forget all the people we raid with. Everyone's so awesome. Okay, sorry. Why we forgot you. Multiple <laughs> yes. raids. And exactly, Kato. It, it has me. been multiple raids this week. Not that you're forgettable, RNG. <laughs> oh, man. But maybe you are? Question mark? I think we should have a joke boat battle instead. Yes. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get some other things going on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Brittany. You did watch my stream entirely too long. All right. You so mean the lady Sam was watching the man, Brittany. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I I will give. I'll I'll probably talk more about this next week. But I am excited that this weekend is a big weekend because not only is the Westworld season finale tonight, but the Better Call Saul series finale is tomorrow night. So there is a lot for me to watch coming up the next couple of nights. Just pretty much do not ask Kingsley to do anything in game for the next week is what he's saying. But Westworld has been amazing, right? Everyone who's watched it? Yes. Holy cow, this season's been amazing. That would... The last few seasons, it's had its good moments and a little bit slower moments, but this season's just been on point. Yeah, and they uh, with a finale tonight, they honestly probably could have left us hanging with the last episode because of the way it ended. That could have really been the the season finale. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what they're going to do this this episode, but I'm interested. I'm definitely looking to looking well, to watch it. Yeah, no point getting too salty yet. I mean, if the finale isn't good tonight, then I'll we'll loop back to that comment, but it right. can still end better. <laughs> All right, and then well, I'll okay. let Michael solve that. There will be more on that later. Um, I get the feeling that Better Call Saul pretty much ended up being kind of, in a way, kind of exactly like Breaking Bad. Uh, from the perspective, yeah. well, purely from the perspective that I was always surprised that Breaking Bad did so well. When your first episode, you have your character dying from cancer. Yeah. So I mean, it it pretty much creates like this, you know. It's it's a finite series essentially, you know, like the clo- the further it goes, unless you're just not going to focus on your main character anymore. I mean, you know, it's a very finite series and like concept. And I feel like, you know, a series that's a prequel to that is once again just a very finite concept. Yes, that is true. And, but also it's like, 
it's such an interesting line that they drew because for for something that's a prequel, this is one of the better jobs I've ever seen of anything ever being a prequel. And they tie in a lot of stuff, but they don't they tie in like little small things that are so brilliant, but then they don't tie in gimmicky th- big things too much. In fact, we didn't find out until the very last season that Walt and Jesse were going to be back. Sorry, spoiler, but it was all over the news. I won't tell you how they're back and how much they're back, but they're not back much in Better Call Saul. And the way they bring them in is just brilliant. They're not like using it as just a gimmick, just as like lazy writing. They actually do it in a brilliant way. I've not seen an episode, so I'm lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. And I've already seen the spoiler, so. Yeah. Which I also have not seen the series, but then again, I, I think I... I watched Breaking Bad after it ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for curiosity, because it's like, yeah, everyone mentions this is good. Let's let's start it, see how it goes. It's been phenomenal. Um, tell tell so me, like, I don't know if we talked about this. Did did you also did you like it from the very beginning, or did you think it got better over time, or, or tell me your overall quick thoughts on that? I was definitely into the concept within the first, like. I'm not sure how quickly I was sold on it. It might have taken a few episodes, but I definitely liked it from within the first season. Um, for sure. And I was definitely like, you know, okay, like, and what happens next? And like going season after season. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, um, I think it was probably about mid, like mid series until she finally really caught on to it, like really well. And it ended yeah. up, being one of her favorite shows as well, but yeah, she was definitely slower to catch on to it than I was. But that's so interesting. Yeah, it's very, a lot of people did have that experience with Breaking Bad and even better call Saul. Sometimes watching the first few episodes or even season or two, and then they're like, I'm not sure. This even happened to me with Better Call Saul, and then I came back to watch it again, and then I just got a little further, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden something just flipped. And, you know, with a lot of series, you have like, okay, Season one and two is amazing. Maybe season three is not so great. Four is really good. Five is horrible. Six is really good. You know, they kind of go up and down. But Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, both of them just get better and better over time. 100%. Like, it definitely does get better. But yeah, it had me from season one. And it's hilarious because you pretty much, also in your example, pretty much exactly describe what a lot of people think of uh, The Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, first... First season or two, fantastic. Season three is kind of rough. Season four, meh. Might as well stop watching after season five. Um, but yeah, that's like I said, I just thought that was funny because that's almost exactly uh, the take that most people have with Walking Dead. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get into some TWAP news. Uh, TWAP. And uh, boy, I don't know why I just had a headache come on all of a sudden. <laughs> you guys got the show? I'll be in the background. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sit back and relax and enjoy the twelve. It's this, it's this Sunday night. It's uh, I don't know what it is. You're allergic to it. We got mm-hmm. it. Gotcha. <laughs> you got me, boo. Um, either that's legitimate or potentially something else. Either way. Uh, this TWAB uh, has information about upcoming sandbox changes. 
uh, brought to us by a person I entirely forgot even worked for Bungie. <laughs> As news, uh, Mercules gets to poke his head back into the community. Like I forgot too. Directly, until someone right? mentioned that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I read hello everyone, Mercules here. I'm like, oh yeah, he does work for Bungie now. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely. For some reason, in my head, he was still doing massive breakdowns. <laughs> anyway, all right, but enough of that. Anyway, so he's giving us uh, upcoming sandbox changes, which apparently there is some news in the fact that apparently a lot of these sandbox changes actually got bumped up to the mid-season patch uh, that we had this season. So it's not going to be as hefty as an opening season sandbox change, uh, just because, like I said, a lot of the changes meant for this upcoming season sandbox change patch um, has already been implemented. So that's interesting news. Um, we'll skip over some of these changes. Uh, okay, well, we'll start with like the TLDR. Um, they're bringing up some underutilized weapon archetypes, still. Um, they're buffing multiple perks. They're fixing some bug perks, updating some perk descriptions to be more accurate. They're buffing multiple exotic weapons. Um, they're reworking a couple of exotic weapons whose functionality was causing issues, and they're updating the perk pools for Dares of Eternity weapons and are giving them a new origin trait. Yay. Anyhow, so going through this list, which is fairly hefty, like for this to be a light sandbox update, uh, list is still kind of beefy. Not going to lie. Um, but things that they are changing. Weapon archetypes. Scout rifles. Um, they're making them better in PvP, PvE. PvP, PvE, making them better. Um, by giving them more damage against miners, uh, they're going to be buffing their damage by 10%, which is nice. Um, High-impact auto-rifles. Uh, they are increasing the base stability of all non-sunset high-impact auto-rifles by either 6 to 12, depending upon the weapon. Uh, so they're going to be, they're going to feel better, essentially. Um, which is their goal is to make high impacts feel a little better to use. Uh, lightweight bows are going to be quicker to fire, and they're going to have a more generous, perfect draw window to hopefully bring them in line with you know other bows. I suppose I don't bow, so yeah. Um, hand cannons. <laughs> Apparently, Dire Promises Zoom uh, got changed to 13 inadvertently. It will now be 14 again. Hooray. Um, Glades. Um, they're tweaking their interactions. And they've made some change because they see some interactions that don't really line up with their goal of like the Glaive Melee. So they're changing Glaive Melee to, pro to be able to work with the exotic perks for the ACDO feedback fences, the Karnstein armlets, and the necrotic grips. 
let's see. Breach-loaded grenade launchers. Concussion grenades will no longer roll in the magazine slot. Um, that's because, as stated, blind grenades are a better option. So they're just basically going to get rid of the not better option. So, hooray. Um, and they are increasing damage for heavy grenade launchers in PvE by, uh, for majors and above by around 10%, except Parasite, which does not need to do more damage. Quoted parentheses there. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact That's, that they call out Parasite makes me think that they're considering all exotics, because some people are wondering, will Anarchy get it also? I'm like, we kind of have to assume it'll also get it, or else why would they I mean, just call out Parasite and not Anarchy? Exactly. I mean, I would I would be led to believe, like you said, since they call out Parasite specifically, that unless the full patch notes you know, exclude uh, Anarchy, but I don't see why not. Um, weapon pools, they're updating... Okay, so they're not telling us the origin uh, trait, and they are uh, doing something with playlist weapons that weren't randomizing individual perk columns, perk counts correctly when based on the number of resets. Blah, 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 things are happening. Anyway, um, they are reworking both the Gambit and Iron Banner origin traits. Um, because they felt they were a little bit too specific to be generically useful. Um, so the former Invader Tracker Gambit Origin trait will be renamed Gun and Run, and will be redesigned functionally to give a sprint speed increase on multi-kills. Just interesting. Uh, Skulking Wolf will be redesigned uh, to activate on kills while at low health. It'll work in all of PvP. Oh, yes. Um, all right. So, other perks. Ambitious Assassin, they are going to be uh, increasing the overflow from 10 to 20% per kill on primary weapons. It's going to stay the same 10% per kill on specials and heavies, but they will be increasing the overflow cap from 50% to 150%. Um, Which is fantastic, because that just makes it kind of on-demand clown cartridge. Considering you'll get one and a half times your ammo capacity at max, which is nice. Um, Let's see, Wellspring, they mentioned, had an internal cooldown to prevent it from activating too frequently, and that cooldown will be removed. Uh, Perpetual Motion was triggering triggering frequently enough that they will be disabling the audio-visual feedback on perk activation, which is nice. Um, They're fixing lead from gold, which apparently wasn't respecting uh, double specials. Uh, yeah, we already mentioned that. Uh, by Stingers, I was intended to grant ammo on weapons that support it and charge less draw time on bows only, but apparently that trait was working inadvertently to give better charge time on linear fusion rifles. So they're fixing that. 
Um, and they're updating the perk descriptions for Zen Moment and Particle Repeater to be better understood of what the crap they do. That's fantastic. All right. So, exotics. We're getting some buffed exotics, um, and they're in such a way that they're adding anti-champion functionality to many exotics. Ah, yes. <laughs> and they mean many exotics. They are normalizing the differences between like the Callus mini tool, the Mita mini tool, the Drang Baroque, and the regular Drang. Um, so basically, they're going to benefit from whatever better thing each other had, like the Callus mini tool will be gaining the airborne effectiveness of the Mita Mini Tool. The Mita Mini Tool will be increased, will be gaining the zoom of the Callus Mini Tool. Increased airborne effectiveness for the Drang Baroque. Increased airborne effectiveness for Sweet Business, because, you know, everyone was asking for that. Um, they are rolling back the damage buff. Oh, wait, no, they're bringing back the damage buff for the fighting line. I read that wrong initially. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's not all. <laughs> they are reworking reworking a few exotics. Um, I'm actually surprised to see this at the start of the list, but the Lord of Wolves. Um, <laughs> right? Um, and they're, they're retuning Lord of Wolves, uh, like they say, uh, this is a part one of a larger rework aimed at making it more viable in PvE without increasing its effectiveness in PvP. Um, so in PvP, they are decreasing its starting ammo from 15 to 10, is unchanged in PvE. They are reducing the burst size from 10 to 5 shots when release the wolves is active. And they are reducing the burst delay by 60% when release the wolves is active. So it's not going to shoot as much, but it should shoot slightly faster between trigger pulls, if I'm understanding that properly. And it will have... <laughs> it's getting 20% extra damage in PvE. So... Yeah. Right. Um, they are reworking Dead Man's Tale. I was... Terrified of this when I first read Dead Man's Tale. <laughs> um, yeah, they say it wasn't quite landing the hip firing cowboy rifle fantasy as strongly as they wanted it to. Uh, so they're changing cranial spike, uh, which will no longer buff damage versus players. Instead, it will grant increased reload, aim assist, and range per stack. It will still grant its damage in PvE just not PvP. Um, and upon reaching max stacks of Cranial Spike, the Catalyst will now increase hit-fire RPM by 50, so it will once again fire at 180 instead of the normal 200. Um, but it will reduce... It will deal reduced damage by 20%. So, no more crazy cowboy rifle. Thank God. Uh, collective obligation. Uh, the one raid exotic that I do not have. The only exotic in the game I do not have. <laughs> raid more. <Yeah. laughs> 
All right. So they are looking to make the exotic perk easier to activate while also making it more effective in PvE. Um, they will be increasing the Void Leech timer to 15 seconds. Uh, it will stay the same in PvP. They are removing the cooldown. Uh, it will take less hits to fully charge Void Leech. Um, kills against debuff targets will instantly charge Void, void Leech. Void Leech is also instantly charged when your character is affected by Void debuffs and it will not work if you hit yourself with a suppressor grenade. So don't try that. They've apparently already thought of that. Um, and they're adding a 20% damage bonus in PvE when Void Leech is active. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a little more excited to get this now when I finally do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like 20% is not anything to laugh at, and it's already like a solid feeling pulse rifle. So, yeah, just 20% more damage, that's... It's probably not going to put it into a lot of people's grips. But I'll use it. I'll use it every day for that one. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so they will also be reducing the effectiveness of damage resistance used by Omnioculus and Whisper Chains and PvP. Uh, this is on the armor side, by the way. Um, but PvE damage resistance will stay unchanged when using Omnioculus and Whisper of Change chains. Um, and that will basically, it looks like it base. I don't know how this works, so I'm not going to try and describe that one. All right. So anyhow, so, and some things finally that they're looking forward to addressing in the future is reducing shotgun spread randomness which is going to be fantastic for shotguns just in general. Because um, that means they will have like very defined kill ranges instead of their about 7 meter kill distance. We'll actually be able to get a, you know, a more defined kill range out of them. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, they will be looking to reduce bow swapping effectiveness, increasing trace rifle ease of use, introducing the full auto setting, which will be coming either in the Season 18 mid-season patch or Season 19, these changes are coming. So, hey, they're actually talking about the full auto setting. Uh, reducing the ability of snipers... Yes. Um, reducing the ability of snipers to shoot through flinch and PvP, uh, examining some small targeted balance changes to certain PvP outliers, um, such as pulse rifles with out-of-band effectiveness, high-impact scout rifle, ease of use, precision fusion rifle, ease of use, um, allowing glaive interactions with some exotic armors that buff melees, uh, fixing glaive hit detection, reworking some enhanced perks, and folding spec mods. Folding spec mods into the base perks. That's going to make Rampage busted. Anyway, actually, and surrounded. Um, and I think I entirely missed through. Yeah, okay, all right. So, that's the, that, Bob. And yes, the, the section that I missed through and that I skipped over in the global changes is the entire reason. Uh, yeah, anyway, all right, so. Wait for it, though. You, I know, right? You're just, finishing, you're just finishing the weapons, right? 
I would like to call a surprise mm-hmm. witness to the stand. Okay. I would like a uh, the real Cato Marlboro Blacks to please stand up. There is a theory he had was telling he was telling me about about with some of these weapon changes and why he thinks these weapon changes indicate a certain raid. So hopefully he is listening in still and he will join in. Join. I'll text him okay. real quick. If so he, he doesn't, can... you can continue on with what you were going to say, Des. <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah, global changes. Um, yeah, they're fixing some 30th anniversary stuff. Um, but here's the stinger. Several weapon stats were previously hidden, which made fully evaluating weapons difficult. Airborne effectiveness, recoil direction, zoom, and aim assist are now visible in the weapon inspection screen. Yeah, okay. So tell me, I mean, I should know exactly what that means, but lay it out to dum-dum me. Like, it's just going to, like, just be more obvious and right there and kind of we don't yeah. have to think about it. Exactly. No, um, w- one of the primary reasons I even started the spreadsheet was because there were at least half of the stats on a gun nobody could see unless you like looked into you know, a third-party site that, you know, looked into the API. So, yeah, things like zoom, recoil direction, airborne effectiveness, aim assist, well, airborne effectiveness, especially, but anyway, yeah, we've never been able to see these things. But yeah, if they're bringing them into the inspection screen, then they're going, I'm assuming, uh, for sure, that we're going to be able to see, like, like, for recoil direction and aim assist, that is going to be huge, because there are things like barrel options there are scope options there are things that change those that yes we will be able to actually see yeah like what they do and with all of that information legitimately the only thing that would still be a hidden stat is basically your weapon inventory size which is how much ammo it can carry in reserves (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's I mean, it's not a very... And to be honest, considering the changes that we've already gotten to, like, the weapons and stuff, to where, to where we have, like, precise numbers to go with the bars, um, and the fact that, of course, the best way to track it is in-game anyway, then my theoretical model of um, comparing weapons, you know, baseline stats to each other to find the quote-unquote better to use weapon basically what you're going to be able to do in game trumps that capability a million times over because you're going to be able to look into your inventory and find the best weapon to use in that slot just you know regardless of what is quote unquote better or th- that you want, you know you find the weapon you want to use for whatever stat reason just on your own just from inspecting. So yeah, that trumps anything I can do, especially on like a base or a theoretical like model. So yeah, I hear you. I was I, also thinking, what do you think about this? Cause I wanted to get your opinion on this too. The auto rifle stats are not changing on non sunset. Is this the first time they've broken off sunset and non sunset with changing within a similar archetype? I think this is the first time they definitely specifically say non-sunset. 
I think, because I know mm-hmm. when they introduced airborne effectiveness, they only like finally tuned like a, uh, within a few seasons, and then everything else got like a blanket airborne effectiveness stat. So that's the closest they had come to that. But yeah, I think this is the first time they've done like. But of course, then again, it's also like a it's an archetype change. Um, and to be honest, <laughs> I don't see why they're doing this for high impact auto rifles. There aren't that many sunset high impact auto rifles. Let me tell you that much right now. Um, yeah, but it's so interesting that they call that out, and we could be yeah. seeing more of this. Uh, yeah, this potentially. Uh, deprecation of uh the sunset weapons even more of things that i didn't really consider like yeah i mean we know they can't be leveled up in pve power level but i didn't even consider like other aspects of it may not change too yeah just those things you take for granted wait is breakneck technically a high impact Hmm. That's curious. Anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm not going to be continuing with the Vestas Index, uh, simply because you're going to be able to compare like way better in-game than anything I could come up with. And that way I don't have to sacrifice, you know, like 20 hours. Um, yeah, to, right. to update a spreadsheet. Um, but yeah, so it, it's mainly, like I said, the game is finally giving us the information. So basically, this is the, it's the best reason to stop doing something, to be honest. Because, yeah, the game is going to do it better than I can. Right on, right on. And well, well, we always, again, I mean, well, it's, it's, a, it's a happy news and a sad news together, I would say. Not just sad news. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, like, yeah, it's it's nothing bad. It's just my information at that point in time is entirely redundant. And like I said, even a casual, casual, you know about the spreadsheet, you don't, whatever. I mean, the collections are already doing a pretty good job of telling us like where to find things. Um, which is one reason I was like being a little more specific on where to find things in the spreadsheet, but. I mean, like I said, as far as the, like, the stats go, which was the primary reason I even started doing it, yeah, just pick the perks you like, and that way on like each weapon, and that way you can actually compare them live and like right there in front of your face, like which one you would like to use better, and or for what reason you like one better than another. So yeah, it's just a fantastic thing. I hear you. And recoil direction, yeah, recoil direction is going to be huge. Um, I might need to try and track back down my explanation of recoil direction and like post it in one of our infographic channels. Or there's probably a better infographic for recoil direction, but I feel like that's going to be, uh, it, depending on how they implement it, that's going to be important information to have, like how the recoil direction number translates into how it affects your gun, because that's one of the only stats that really need an explanation. Um, because it's not like a linear one to a hundred thing. It's 
it's it almost works like binary. Like the first digit affects the gun in one way, while the second digit affects it independently of the first in a different way. So yeah, yeah, we'll look for that. We'll look for that. Hey, we have. Do we have a? We should call this the Cato crazy Whitney. corner, crazy theory corner. <laughs> Only if he comes in and say hi, welcome to Cato's corner. All right. If I go that far. <laughs> there he is. Hello, surprise witness. <laughs> so the weapon changes. We have two of those weapons that do intrinsic damage <sighs> taken, right? Yeah. Right. Which remind us. Okay. Malfeasions and wish ender. Okay. Do additional damage to taken by default. And then, which I didn't play D1, so correct me if I'm wrong. King's Fall has taken it, right? It does in some areas, yeah. Okay, okay. Depending upon your difficulty, on the hard difficulty, it was a half-taken raid. But the final two encounters are definitely taken. Yeah. Like, those At are 100% taken. Part. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Hive, yeah, but, as an mm -hmm. enemy race, do not have actual champions other than Barrier. I feel right? like that's not true because I believe there are unstoppable ogres. Oh, you're right. Either way, they give us these. Oh, yeah. No, no. I see where you're going, though, also. Yeah, 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 yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still your theory still fits. So wait, what? Go, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I believe you were just <laughs> mind talking to each other. <laughs> Essentially, I, I I caught on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They do increase damage to Taken. There are Taken and King's Fall, but one Malfeasance is now going to be unstoppable. Wishender is going to be anti-barrier. Those are the only two champions that the Hive have is Unstoppable and Barrier. They do not have an Overload. That's mm. why I'm thinking it's going to be King's Fall. But Taken do have an Overload champion. But it's a Vex Overload. I mean, true, but... <laughs> I mean, also at the same time... Actually, are there Vex Snipers in King's Fall? I think not, because I think King's Fall normally use if they use snipers, uh, take, uh, taken snipers, I think they normally use Fallen. The Vandals, I believe. Yeah, were those the Vandals? Okay, is that what those were up in the corners in the last room? Yes, yes, 100%. Okay. Those were Vandals. Yeah, there okay. they was the taken snipers in the platforming sections for the Sisters? Or were they in both Sisters and Oryx? I I think they're in both, maybe. Okay. Maybe I definitely remember them more. I, I remember having to look out for them more in one than the other, for sure. Oh, man. So, so yeah, either way, possible. also... They could be us, yeah, they could be giving us tools. Unstoppable ogres on King's Fall, mm -hmm. where they come out right there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You don't oh, even know, man. Kato. So, on hard mode... Okay. <laughs> There's these ogres... Wait, no. Do they come uh, out anyways, and then the knights are extra on uh, hard mode? I'm trying yeah, to remember. The, the lightier knights are extra. Okay. So, either way, the ogres come out. And if they're going to be uh -huh. unstoppable, even on normal mode... Holy cow. 
because you Actually, have to kill them make... in their place. You, well, you don't have yeah. to, but you you definitely have to if you want to do the challenge mode, the sixteen ball strat where you stack yeah. everything together. And so we would have to be on point getting those unstoppables stopped immediately, <laughs> so they're all dying in the same location because they drop they drop an orb. It's a whole ordeal. You'll see if that's the raid, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also those ogres are hive. Yeah. Because those are one of the few, like... Oh, God, I think it took them forever to introduce a taken ogre because the whole lore was like... Because I think it was a shock that, you know, even ogres could be taken because they didn't technically have a will, sort of, because they were like these monstrous. Anyway. Um, but no, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting that they're giving us... Yeah, well, yeah, because that like would that, they make these two weapons those specifically? They give us uh, intrinsic champion mods on them without a catalyst. Oh, that's true too. They have no. Yeah, those. Wait. Yeah, Wishinder. Nope. Wishinder doesn't have a catalyst. Holy nope. crap! Just a quest, huh. not a catalyst, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the quest. Well, uh-huh. one more reason why well, it's probably King's Fall, like we've been speculating. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't I mean, really yeah. like totally prove anything still, but just one more point. If we, if we were to make a chart on the board, one more point yeah. for King's Fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely one more point for potential King's Fall because, again, it would make sense to give those two weapons intrinsic champion perks, especially intrinsic champion perks that just happen to line up with Hive champions that have been used. And weapons that also just happen to give you bonus damage against Taken to be useful for the entirety of the raid. Mm-hmm. So, it, it no, I, I like that logic, and it does like it does hint at it. And if it does turn out to still be King's Fall, which of course you know, what ninety percent is probably going to be King's Fall, um, <laughs> but I'm still clinging to that ten percent hope. Um, but uh. It will be a nice touch, though, for real, like, legitimately. So, yeah, they, they will be, like, super useful to have those two weapons that can deal with champions. Yeah, I'll just cry over here in my corner again. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I will. Like I said, I'm still clinging to that 10% hope that's Wrath. I'm still clinging. We're recording later, so I'm not sure when the podcast comes out. But either way, this week of Destiny, we are just one week away. From finally finding all that information out, can you believe we have one week of the season left? Oh my gosh, it's coming on quick, right? Do you think we will get a something quote prologue anything on Tuesday? I hope so. I doubt it. I think think our hope will be dashed. Well, uh, okay, so that's Tuesday, and then the next Tuesday, of course, is... That's right, when the new season starts also. It's been somewhat spoilerish free with everything that's going to be coming up, so we'll see if anything leaks within the next week or so. Uh, I don't know if we'll have any more of those late night, the night before. Uh Uh-oh, Japan released the information early. (laughs) (laughs) That would only be... uh, <laughs> that would only be good for us. Yeah. 
the hope will kill you, Mohafo says. Yeah, yeah. Promise um, won't be either of them. They're they're gonna people be might be them. happy or mad because then everyone's gonna say, Why did you tell us otherwise? <laughs> I know, right? If they end up making it Crota after saying it's gonna be one of the longer ones, they're gonna be some people with some looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even when I give Bungie a lot of passes, I'll be kind of pissed. Right. (laughs) Why did you tell us that? If you had to revert to Crota for some weird reason, you got to at least drop some hint ahead of time. Like, well, even though we said it was going to be one of the longer ones, well, but then we know what it's going to be. But gosh, that's that's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. mm, mm. Um, Of course, I also don't completely agree with the idea of like making Crota a dungeon. Like, no, I do not at all. To be honest, it probably wouldn't be that hard to tune it down to three. To be honest, as if yeah, if you revert the changes that they made from the Age of Triumphs and just put like you know original Crota, then yeah, that could actually fairly easily, I feel, be a three-person like dungeon experience, like tuned down just a little, not even that much. But would it not be that fun? I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I, don't I feel like so. our dungeons are better than Crota even is as a raid. <laughs> Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. For anyone who's never played Crota before, it's always funny when we would go and play it, and they're like, wait, that's it? Like, <laughs> it's a fun little party experience, but like when people have played anything else in the game, any other raid or dungeon or exp- strikes even, and they go oh, through God. that, and like, wait, that's a raid? I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're yeah, you're right. Like our dungeons are actually set up better because even our dungeons actually have technically more bosses than Crota does. <laughs> Crota's Pretty boss much. and longer Crota's, encounters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crota's boss is Crota himself. Like, there's an argument for the Death Singer, sort of, sort of. But there's the like no so freaking short. Yeah, but yeah. There's like no bosses besides Crota, and that's it. The longest like, part is going to the bridge. <laughs> yeah, like there's encounters, yes, but the only boss is Crota. So yeah, it's yeah. Even like, even our dungeons usually have like two or three bosses. Yeah, like legitimate boss encounters. But anyway, it's, wow, it took me a moment to just realize that's like. Holy crap, Crota only has one actual boss. <laughs> and that's the boss of the raid. <laughs> yeah. No no one wants Crota back, even even as a dungeon. I think even even those that love the nostalgia or love things coming back, it would be quite a stupid move to bring Crota back. Yeah, like out of the choice of the things that are left to bring good lord, they could probably bring back Prison of Elders to better fanfare than Crota. <laughs> Bring it back as a lost sector, Mohafo says. Right on. I guess I'm down for that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Crota as a lost sector. <laughs> Which would actually work because all you'd have to do potentially, I guess, is just jump down the hellmouth on the moon. Yep. <laughs> it's about as long as a lost sector. Oh. <laughs> I still think the Abyss is the longest encounter in the raid. In, it in probably Crota. is, yeah. Like Bridge, when they. Bridge was longer when they actually gave it mechanics and made it fun, but of course I didn't mind it because they made it fun. 
Bob Bridge was such it's such an easy encounter. It's dumb, like back in the day. Yeah. Oh god. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, um, we better start wrapping it up because my headache is getting a little worse. Unless you guys want to keep going without me. <laughs> so, uh, but hey, we had a Kato's crazy uh, corner, and we uh, had the twab, and um, you know, good episode all around. So, yeah, agreed. So, with that, let me see if there's any last minute uh, in the chat. Yeah, no. It, it would be funny, as uh, RNG says. It'd be a stupid move if they brought it back, but I'd laugh my ass off. <laughs> yeah, right. And initially mad if they bring back Proto, but yeah, it would end, end up being funny. Bait and switch of a lifetime right there. Yeah, for sure. They're like, yeah, and then everyone's like, Oh, there was a, another community summit or something where people got invited and they weren't really supposed to tell, but of course some things leaked out. And of, of course. course the normal people are like, wow, why didn't I get to go or whatever? But, but yeah, whatever. there's more of those sentiments again, like, oh, if you saw what we saw, there's some good things coming out, which I don't know. I've been hearing that forever. Uh, doesn't mean that it's, things aren't getting better all the time, but I just sometimes think people overplay that line a little too much. Who knows? Maybe I'll be blown away. I don't, but know, I don't trust it. They wouldn't be saying that if Crota's coming back, right? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's true. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't trust a lot of that uh, since the uh, D2 early access. Was it even D2 early access? Or was it Rise of Iron early access? Might have been Rise of Iron. Uh, either way, when like a bunch of like, these... Uh, content creators got invited to play something early and they noticed a sniper that had the uh, luck in the chamber able like a blue sniper rifle able to roll luck or luck in the chamber and supposedly like all of these content creators caught it and then just didn't say anything to Bungie hmm. and I'm like did you really catch it or like, you know, like you're yeah. trying to take the moral high ground of, oh, no, it's final round all over again. Surely this won't be in the finished product. And then you nobody, just nobody says anything to the developers that are sitting right there with you. What? Helpful. So, yeah. no, I, I don't. Uh, that, that's another like feather in the cap of like my issues with like Destiny content creators. Before we leave, Sin, live update. Anything interesting going on? No, I'm just uh, doing my patrols and my bounties. Are you really? No, I'm not really. I'm okay. just, I'm literally just putzing around in patrol area. Like areas that I haven't been before on Nessa, or like I haven't been in a while. Just like exploring like the caverns of Nessus. I did that with EDZ a little bit uh, when we first started. Like nothing too uh, too major. You can farm Mohafa is a good point. The Metamorphous Lost Sector all around is one of the quickest lost sectors out there. And you can farm it for exotics if it's the uh, I assume he's saying that because it's one of the um legend or masters of the day. Did nice. not even look. <laughs> yes, he confirms. But yeah, I was farming that a little bit too for um some of the solstice event, but 
I, I you may forget, but that is a super quick loss sector to run through. So nice. All right, all right. Uh, let's do our ending spiels. So, Diz, where can people find you, good sir? Um, you can, of course, find me on Twitter, haha, at the S underscore Raven. You can, of course, find me in the Discords. Uh, a little bit of discourse, I guess. Uh, mean gator drama is kind of over, so hooray. Um, yeah, I did mention it last week because there things anyway either way me and him like to see each other pretty much uh better than we have just flashing personalities no big deal we worked it out like adults um also thanks so that like to- that's, that's no fun <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah yeah right but also thanks in part to kingsley who brought to my attention a thing that i said and he's like you know what that's not really a good thing to say it's like really and yeah, that so yeah. Um, <laughs> so thanks, Kingsley. Um, but yeah, so I can't plug the spreadsheet anymore because that's dead. Um, yeah, but hey, we'll plug so, non-existent Twitter, right? <laughs> I mean, you still it, don't have still, the app installed. No, I don't. Uh, but it's still there. You can, can, can contact. It. It's it's going to be a pop up if you get there. Um, hey. Also, Lord. <laughs> yes, we need to plug the lore, the Discord. Yeah. yeah. You read my mind, but yeah, Lord Stravaganza still going. Um, if you can't see it, it might have archived. Um, but good news is, we can, or at least I can unarchive it, as long as it's like relatively quick. I believe I don't know. Like either way, it's archived a couple times. So if you couldn't find it, my bad. Um, but it, I can archive it, and I'm or unarchive it, and keep it active so it's still going definitely get your or questions your predictions Cato in so yes we're halfway through we're halfway through so get them in get them in yeah get them in quick come on right now it's kind of a mine was not a lore prediction okay either way uh, right now it's basically it seems to be a race between uh, uh, Mr. Monkey and Scoot I believe We will see. Because I think those two have, like... Was it Scoot? Uh, and I'm not going to go back and count them all now, but I do remember entries from... There's a lot. Also. Yep. yep, I think Scoot is like our uh, approaching challenger to Mr. Monkey's questions, so... Get some questions in there. Do it now. Do, do it. it. Do it. All right, Sin. You can find me not smoking Marlboro Blacks like Mr. Cato Valarmus here in our Discord. You can, however, find me on Twitter at sin underscore media or on the Discord currently as sin without a name change. Very rare occurrence. Kingsley, Dungeons of Masters. Take us out. Yes, and you were getting a little hot on the mic there. It'll come out in that. There was a little bit of... But anyways, you can find me as Kingsley Mac, all the places except not yet Twitter yet. So we'll just keep that as a fun little joke. We'll see if that will ever change. (laughs) Go back and listen to a few episodes if you're not sure. Uh, On Twitter, I'm still MC Kingsley. But more importantly, don't worry about me. You can find out all the information about our show, either on Twitter as The Guardian Hub, 
or information on how to join our Discord, our clan, listen to the podcast, anything about The Guardian Hub on our lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Dez. Thank and you, Kato. Thank you, everyone in the live chat. And we will catch you all again next week. Have a good one. Bye. You can say bye if you want, Cato. <laughs> just finishes I'm, I'm watching something over here. Is you're, that you're, 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 you're doing the sin job, yeah. <laughs> He's That's watching no, Gator's uh, nine-minute uh, bounty video. Mm. I did actually watch that. Okay. I do give I do give him it, and I'll leave this in for the after dark show. I think he did a fantastic job in editing it, putting it together. Oh. He, there was a lot of like picture overlays at the beginning there. I didn't watch it all the way through. Shame on me for not watching it all the way through yet. Um, yeah, no, you don't need to watch it all the way through. It can be like any YouTuber. <laughs> They're too <laughs> long for me, <laughs> right? Oh, let's man. ride. His his new catchphrase <laughs> is "Let's ride." No, no, we do love. I mean, I would more likely watch a gator video all the way through than other youtubers that i don't know so you know to be fair give shout outs there but if gator's going to start putting out a lot of long youtube videos like the other youtubers then no offense to gator i love you as much or more than the other youtubers but uh i just don't got time to watch long youtube videos nobody got time for that i got time for like a minute maybe two so put all the good stuff at the beginning. Put 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 those little pictures that uh, Hazel likes to clip out of the cool guy videos or whatever. <laughs> put that at, put that within the first two minutes, and then we'll get the information. And then you can. Uh, so is that where Gator stole all of his end. art? Cool guy videos. I, I don't know. I was maybe giving a weird example, but uh, I think he knows the point I was making. <laughs>